Well, today we are going to continue uh, our journey through Acts. And just like running a race, when you can see the finish line, get energized, right? So uh, we are in Acts 24 today. Acts 24. And if you remember the last few weeks, and it's what we will remember throughout the rest of it, really, uh, is that Paul is no longer traveling. He's not traveling. He's not um, uh, planting congregations, visiting, uh, uh, you know, discipling, uh, encouraging elders. Now, now he is under arrest. Uh, and by being under arrest, he he had the opportunity to speak to the public in Jerusalem. One. He uh, then spoke to the Sanhedrin, uh, and um, uh, now, uh, this week, uh, he is going to speak to uh, Felix, the governor, okay, the, the Roman governor. Uh, and it's very important that we not just understand the words that he's saying, but kind of be able to understand the import of it for us, okay? All right. So if you remember uh, that, uh, you know, first he was arrested, right? Uh, he got arrested because uh, uh, he uh, was accused of desecrating the temple. He was accused of speaking against the Torah. He was accused of, of, of apostasy, you know? Uh, and, and the issue of desecrating the temple had mostly to do with he was accused of bringing Gentiles into the temple which he didn't do, okay? And it was uh, people that remembered him from Asia, probably from Ephesus. And uh, they saw him and they uh, they remember, you know, ministering to Gentile people. And so he's, he's accused of that. So he stands up uh, before Israel and he says, you know, this is who I am. I'm Jewish. I'm in Jerusalem. I came to the temple to worship. You know, and then he tells his testimony, shares his testimony of being on the road to Damascus and seeing Yeshua and 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 all of that, right? Uh, and so, I, I, uh, it doesn't seem to quell the crowd, right? And so now he's still incarcerated, uh, uh, and uh, he's brought uh, to uh, the Sanhedrin. Right, and they also realize now that he's a uh, he's a citizen. They realize that he is a citizen. He's a Roman citizen. So the Romans now are very careful how they treat him. First, they were beating up on him, right? And then they they then it's discovered he's a Roman citizen. Okay, so now everything has to be done orderly in an orderly way. It's very important to the Romans. So uh, first, he's brought to the Jewish authorities. So he comes to the Jewish authorities and he creates a tumult because he says, I'm, I'm teaching about the resurrection. And of course, we learn in the passage that the Pharisees believed all that, the Sadducees did not, and they start arguing with each other, right? Uh, and now there's a, now there's a big fight that, that, that looms. Uh, and so the, the Romans again remove Paul from the situation, uh, to protect him keep him incarcerated, and now five days later, now they come before the Roman governor. And the quandary for the Romans is, what do we do with this guy? You know, he hasn't really done anything worthy of imprisonment by us. It seems to be this intra-Jewish 
problem they're having, what do we do? So they bring him. It's sort of like um, each, what we're going to see is each leader is not quite sure what to do, so they bring it. They kick, you know, they kick it to the next court. That, that maybe the next one will know what to do with him. So now, uh, we come to chapter 24, and it says at the beginning of the chapter, and after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders with a certain attorney named Tertullus, and they brought charges to the governor against Paul. Okay, so now the high priest comes with a lawyer. Okay, uh, and uh, and uh, to to stand before the Roman authorities, probably the high priest was not allowed to simply state his case before Felix, and he needed an attorney to speak for him. You know, it's kind of like if uh, uh, there are certain courts, you know, where you're not allowed to speak, you have to have uh, you have to have a, a legal representative, right? And that was the case here. Uh, and so then it says. And after Paul had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying to the governor, Since we have, through you, attained much peace, and since by your providence reforms are being carried out for this nation, uh, we acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix, with all thankfulness. That was always the way you would approach someone like that, you know, with say, saying wonderful things, uh, you know, ab about that individual. But that I may not weary you any further, I beg you to grant us by your kindness a brief hearing. For we have found this man a real pest, okay? And a fellow who stirs up dissension among all the Jews throughout the world. And a ringleader of the sect of the Nazareans. So, so far, this is really very, very interesting. So the word pest, it's it means like pestilence, you know? Uh, he's a real pest. In other words, he's like someone that uh, uh, causes people to be diseased, you know? Maybe not physically, but in their mind. Uh, and a fellow who stirs up dissension, okay? Uh, so, you, you know, he's uh, really being uh, accused of being a... Uh, 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 someone who's like an agitator, like a political agitator. Uh, you know, someone who stirs up trouble, and he's going to be stirring up trouble for the Romans. Okay, that's, that's really what they're saying. And then when he says, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Now, this is, uh, this is rather interesting. So, uh, Tertullus uses the word sect. That's really important. Uh, and it will come up, Paul is going to address this issue. By using the word sect, that can mean different things in different contexts. Sometimes the Pharisees are called the sect of the Pharisees. Sometimes the Sadducees are called the sect of the, of the Sadducees. Sect can mean basically a, a group that has p particular beliefs. Okay? But I would suggest that in this context, uh, that what Tertullus is doing is using the word with political overtones, the sect of the Nazarenes, I, 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 and sort of painting Paul to be like a zealot, an agitator whose ultimate goal, you know, is against the Romans. 
And he uses the word, the sect of the Nazarenes. That's also interesting. Uh, because uh, Nazareth, of course, is in the Galilee, and the Galileans were known to be like rabble-rousers, difficult people, and, you know, and, 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 and so on. What's also interesting here, just as a by the way, uh, is that uh, this is not the designation that the believers call themselves. They're not calling themselves the sect of the Nazarenes. Now, just a little bit of, a little bit of extra. Okay, just a little tiny bit of extra, okay? So, um, later on, evidently, for the, in the second century, the third century, and maybe the fourth century, the church referred to the Jewish believers as Nazareans. It's kind of interesting. You see that there's a quote from Jerome. It's a famous quote. It's a very negative, <laughs> very negative quote. Um, uh, uh, but he refers to them as Nazarenes. The, 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 they were really, for those of you that have studied any of this, they really were Ebionites, if you know who that is. Okay? Uh, that means they were not really, um, uh, they, they had issues with certain things, uh, you know, in the, in the Gospels and all that. But that's who the, 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 the early Jewish believers were sometimes, were referred to by the church as Nazarenes. But they didn't call, they didn't call themselves a Nazarene. There's nowhere that we read that, that they call themselves a Nazarenes. Okay? It's kind of interesting. All right, so Tertullus says this to get Felix not to, you know, to, to be angry with Paul, to, to, to want to uh, judge uh, uh, Paul. That's why he says this. Okay? All right. Uh, and, and so uh, he says, a pest stirs up dissension among the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of those people who are real rabble-rousers and uh, who really are, are like the zealots, you know, in a lot of ways, okay? Now, in verse 6, uh, he's saying, he says, sort of turns it inward, and he says, and he even tried to desecrate the temple, and then we arrested him, and we wanted to judge him according to our own law. But Lysias, the commander, came along and with much violence took him out of our hands, ordering his accusers to come before you. It's like, so here we are. Okay? And by examining him yourself concerning all these matters, you will be able to ascertain the things of which we accuse him. All right. So he's now being accused of uh, really being a nationalist, the, the head of a nationalist group coming against the Romans, he is an apostate Jew. You've got to do something with him. All right? It kind of sounds like Yeshua, doesn't it? Kind of like Yeshua, right? Okay. So now it says, And the Jews joined in the attack, asserting that these things were so. Now that, I won't take up a lot of time, but the word, the, the word that means asserting, it means that it's like an accusation, but we're not quite sure if it's true or not. You know, there are accusations, but we're not saying that, you know, you decide if, if they're true. Okay? Asserting that these things were so. So that's the accusation against him. Now, before the governor. Okay. Now, when the governor had nodded for him to speak, Paul responded, knowing that for many years you have been a judge to this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. Okay, so here that, that's all he says in terms of 
his kindness to, uh, you know, to the governor, to Felix. Since you can take note of the fact that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship, and neither in the temple, nor in the synagogue, nor in the city itself, did they find me carrying on a discussion with anyone or causing a riot. In other words, all the things they're saying is not true. What they're saying about me is not true. I came to Jerusalem to worship, to bring alms, to bring an offering. Okay? I, they accused me of things, but, but there's, there's no one that saw me do anything, and I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything against our customs, against our traditions, or against the Roman law. Okay? nor can they prove to you the charges of which they now accuse me. Okay, but now he says what he, what he does do. But this I admit to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I do serve the God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and that is written in the prophets, having a hope in God which these men cherish themselves, that there are certainly, that, that there certainly, uh, there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience, both before God and before men. Okay? Then he says, now, after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings in which they found me occupied in the temple, having been purified without any crowd or uproar. But there were certain Jews from Asia who ought to have been present before you. In other words, they're the guilty ones. Okay? And to make accusation if they should have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves tell what misdeed they found when I stood before the council, other than for this one statement which I shouted out while standing among them. For the resurrection of the dead, I am on trial before you today. Okay. So, I, very, very interesting. So first, he, you know, he, he says, I'm a Jewish man just like them. I came to Jerusalem. I came to the temple. I was purified because he had been in, in Asia, so he had to go through a rite of purification, which he did under the, in other words, he, he was under the authority of the, of the, you know, uh, of the, uh, religious authorities of Jerusalem, and he did what, what he was supposed to do. He didn't, uh, uh, he wasn't passing out tracks, you know, uh, there by the southern steps or something like that. Right? Okay. I, but they, but people recognized him. And so they, one, assumed that, that, you know, uh, that he was doing things that would be against the Torah or against the, uh, the, uh, the, the temple. Right? Uh, and so they stirred up problems. They stirred up problems. He was misunderstood. Right? Just like Yeshua. Just like many of us. Right? Misunderstood. Uh, and he was persecuted uh, for not for things that he did, but trumped up charges uh, against him. And then it's very interesting in verse 14 when he says, but this I admit to you, 
And it's very interesting that he uses, he says this, according to the way which they call a sect. Okay. Now this, uh, this um, uh, uh, really tells us something. One is, is that he is disassociating himself from the thought that this belief is some kind of nationalist zealot movement against the Romans. Okay? Uh, and that's very important. He does not want, just like, he does not want faith in Yeshua to be understood as a political movement. And so he goes out of his way to say the way which they call a sect. Now, why does he say way? Why the way? Okay, well, we know from the ninth chapter of Acts that believers were called the way, and evidently this was their self-designation, that the self-designation originally was the way. Okay, uh, and without going into... Um, you know, uh, a whole teaching on, on the way. It had to do with the, the, like the derech adonai, the way of the Lord. Yeshua said, I am the way, right? He said, he's the way, the way, the truth, and the life. The way of God, the way of being a God follower, uh, you know, is, and, and the way of life, uh, that those who follow the Messiah live. It's kind of a first cousin to the idea of halacha, right? Halacha means walk, the walk. Paul uses that terminology in his letters, the walk of a believer. It is very much like the way. And in Judaism, there is this sort of the way or the two ways, you know, uh, uh, the, the way of wisdom and the way of folly. And, uh, and, and so the early believers, under, they, they used the term that did not have political overtones, that did not have anything to do with any kind of negativity toward the governing authorities who were really uh, terrible, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, like Paul says here, my message is the resurrection, okay? Uh, and, and, and so he disassociates himself from the idea of sect, uh, to say we are the way. Now, sect, it's also interesting that uh, the Jewish authorities use this terminology because even though I would suggest that it had political overtones, the fact that they use it meant, meant that they understood that this group, that Paul's group, was a Jewish group, a sect of the Jewish world, Okay. Uh, you know, you had the sect of the Pharisees, the sect of the Sadducees, the sect of the Essenes, uh, and then, you know, the Zealots and, and others, all right? So the fact that the, the Sanhedrin refers to them as a sect, the positive part of that is, for us, is, see, that they, they, were, they were part of the Jewish world. They were not, so to speak, they were not understood to be pagans. They were understood to be Jewish apostates. There's a difference. Okay, uh, and that's you know, and and that's important. In other words, wayward. They're, they're wayward. This is a wayward Jewish group, but a Jewish group. Okay, uh, but communicating to Felix that they were uh, some type of um, uh, zealous uh, nationalist uh, 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 group. Okay, okay. 
So that's important for us to get from that text, that self-understanding of the way of the Lord, that, that Paul's motive, his whole reason for being, right, was to proclaim the good news of Messiah. It had nothing to do with Roman rules, authorities, any of it, right? I, that's what he was about, Right. And that, I think that is, uh, that is hugely important for us. We need to know what we're about. What we're about. We're about the good news. You know, that's what we're about. We're about Yeshua and the good news. So when people, um, uh, understand who we are via the words that we say, the words that we write, or our reputation, hopefully what we're about is not I'll call it American sectarianism. You, you know what I mean? That's not what we're about. We're about Yeshua. We're not about political orientations. We're about Yeshua. And if people don't know that about it, if they assume that, well, we're about this and Yeshua, and they all it all goes together, that, then we're watering down our message. Very important. And this was his point by saying, we're not a sect. We are the way. And we, we need to learn from that. We, we need to learn from that. All of us. Okay. Uh, so then he says uh, here, he says, listen, I'm not teaching anything other than what our, what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David all believed and taught and looked for. That's what it is. The Jewish belief in the coming of a Messiah. Okay. Not something else. At all. So they don't have a leg to stand on in terms of what they're accusing me of. Okay. I'm here for this, for the, to, to preach the resurrection of the dead, which was a euphemism for the coming of the Messiah and all, and the world to come and all that's going to happen. Okay. All right. So, you know, he does say that. He says, having a hope in God, which these men cherish themselves. In other words, the hope that they cherish, I'm telling you, has begun to come to pass. This is not something that they should hate. This is something they should embrace. Okay. And then he says, and so in view of this, I do my best to, to be a good citizen. I do my best to be a good citizen. I do my best to be a good citizen of Israel and, and of Rome. He makes a big deal out of being a citizen of Rome, you know? Uh, and, and so that's very important. When he says, in view of this, I also do my best to maintain a blameless conscience before God and people, to have a good reputation. And, you, you know, when you read his letters, he talks about that. When you read 1 Thessalonians, he says, work with your hands, live a quiet life, be a good testimony to outsiders. You know, and he says, he, and, and what, what does he say to Timothy and what is, and what is Peter write? You know, honor the authorities. All of those things. That's what he's saying here. When he says, I do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience, both before God and men. Okay. Uh, and then he talks again about going into the temple and that, uh, you know, about none of, none of that is true. All right. Uh, and so now he says uh, this in verse 22. But Felix, having a more exact knowledge about the way. Now, Felix is an interesting governor. He is aware of these Messianic Jews. He knows who they are. And there's a reason why he knows that who they are. We'll see. But Felix, having a more exact knowledge about the way, put them off saying, 
When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. In other words, he's not, uh, he has not been convinced by the accusers of, of uh, anything about Paul. And he's listened to Paul, and he says, I'm not going to decide right now. And he gave orders to the centurion for him to be kept in custody and yet have some freedom uh, and not to prevent any of his friends from ministering to him. So, you know, he's kind of like, okay, I'm going to allow him to have some freedom, but I'm going to keep him in custody. Okay, Felix, kind of like sit on the fence there. Okay. Uh, but some days later, Felix arrived with Drusilla. You're saying, wow. So that's where that name is, comes from. Drusilla. Drusilla is the wife of Felix. So if you're ever looking for little girl names, right? I have never seen, hey, I have a boy and a girl, Felix and Drusilla. Hey, okay. But some days later, Felix arrived with Drusilla, his wife, who was a Jew, a Jewess, it says here, a female Jew, okay? And sent for a mixed marriage. See, that interesting? And sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Messiah Yeshua. This is a private now conversation. This is some days later. Okay? Felix and his wife come to talk to Paul. And, and Paul, and we read, Paul's talking about Yeshua. He's not talking about get me out of this prison. I didn't do anything wrong. He's saying, I'm telling, I'm, He's using the opportunity to talk to Felix and Drusilla about Yeshua. Okay? And as he was, now this is, again, very interesting what Luke writes. And as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became frightened and said, go away for the present, and when I find time, I will summon you. Now this is interesting because we know some things about Felix and we know some things about Drusilla. We know that Felix had been married three times. This was his third wife. And we know that Drusilla was, uh, we'll just say, not very old. Okay? Uh, and it kind of, you know, so when, when we read here that Paul is speaking to him about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, I would suggest he's talking to Felix about Felix. He's talking to Felix about, about embracing the Messiah, the way, the righteous way of God, about self-control, and, and this, was a, this was a Roman um, virtue, very much a Roman virtue, the idea of self-control. But self-control, living a virtuous life, you know, and the judgment to come. And this frightened Felix. It, it kind of reminds you of like John the Baptist, when he's talking to Herod, except, you know, you know uh, Paul lives a little longer. But confronting him on his own life, not about his politics, interestingly, but about his own life. Interesting. Okay? And so he says, go away for the present, and when I find time, I will summon you. All right. So at the same time, too, he was hoping, now this tells you something else about Felix and about righteousness and self-control and judgment to come. At the same time, too, he was hoping that money would be given him by Paul. Therefore, he also used to send for him quite often and converse with him. He was looking for a bribe. Felix was looking for a bribe from Paul. Okay, But after two years, yes, two years had passed. Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. 
and wishing to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul imprisoned. Okay? And so the next chapter is going to be about Paul before Festus, before the new governor. Okay? Now, we'll talk about that another time, but what do we get out of this? You know, what do we uh, discern? What do we learn from this? Okay, one is, of course, uh, to um, be able to know who we are and for us to be able to, to define ourselves, you know, as the way. We don't have to use the, term, the, the word way, of course, but that we need to know what our mission is, what we're about, not what people say we're about, but what we're about. We're about Yeshua. That's why when before the Jewish community, very important that our testimony in the Jewish community is we're about Yeshua. Yeshua needs to be the stumbling block, nothing else. Okay? Not culture, not this, not that, but that Yeshua is the stumbling block. Not, uh, uh, you know, and I'll just say it as nothing else. Uh, and that, so that's very, very important. Okay? Uh, and, and so clearly, uh, you know, Paul knew who he was. Uh, and of course, when he says, verses 15 and 16 are very important. This I admit to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I do serve the God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the, the, the Torah and that is written in the prophets, having a hope in God which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. That's what I'm, uh, uh, that's what we're about. That's what Paul says, that's what I'm about. He understood himself as not moving away from the word of God, from the Torah, the prophets. He was, certainly wasn't starting a new belief system, right? Or anything like that, okay? Or the, the traditions. But what had been hoped for now has begun to arrive, but not in a way that they expected, okay? Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, when we think about this, and we talk about adopting the worldview of a, a Paul, uh, it's not just the, 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 there's the part that is, we are, uh, followers of the way of the Lord, the Derech Adonai. We want to be a testimony to Israel. We want to be a testimony to the community. Uh, uh, we want to have a good reputation out there. We want to have a good reputation out there to take nothing away from the message. To take nothing away from the message. Now sometimes, you know, we all have different personalities, right? Uh, but we want, what we want to be careful is that, it, you know, some of us have, are, are soft spoken. Some of us are more loudly spoken. Uh, you know, but none of us should be viewed as, well, you know, rude or obnoxious or anything like that. Right? Uh, but, uh, but being, uh, truthful, uh, you know, about the message of the Messiah in the way that we present the message. But there's also more to this uh, uh, worldview of Paul. Paul did not see himself simply as a guy who plants congregations. Okay, he did not see himself as a person uh, who uh, you know is trying to build an organization. Okay, like the more congregations we have, then the better off we'll be. You 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 know uh, no. He took the long view, as we'll say. The short view is, okay, you know, how are the, how are the congregations d- doing? 
Now, certainly he cared about them, and he visited them, and he cared about but they were not an end unto themselves, okay? They were not an end unto themselves. For us, we need to understand that believing in Yeshua is not about where I go, uh, uh, my congregational affiliation as an end unto itself, and the programs of that congregation as an end unto itself. Most of us view it that way. How do I know that? I know that because I, when we have that short view, if there's something I don't like, I, you know, I'll just go somewhere else. Because that's the, because the end of the line is I need to be satisfied and happy and have my needs met. And that's the goal of believing in Yeshua. The goal is being happy, satisfied, and thrilled. <laughs> you know? I, and, and, uh, uh, and and so because you know if if that if that's the end goal well then that's that's how it is, and just it's just true for most of us you know, uh, but Paul's understanding is is that he was part of a movement, he was part of a movement not an organization, okay, there were people who came before him, the Torah the prophets Yeshua, and the twelve apostles you know before he came. Uh, and there'll be people after him. But that he has a particular role to play in this movement, in the Yeshua movement, in the way. And his uh, role was to lead people to Messiah uh, and to plant communities of Messiah followers for the purpose of being equipped, for the purpose of being built up, so that they can move forward. Uh, in generations to come, and to propagate this belief and way of life. That's what it means to have that kind of messianic worldview, Paul's worldview. It's not just about what we're doing. It's what we're part of. And oftentimes when we say we're part of something bigger than ourselves, we're thinking about it horizontally. In other words, there's more of us in other places, in other cities. But I think what, what Paul's understanding was, it was more vertical, so to speak, or, I don't know, sort of, sort of horizontal, uh, vertical, but, but that it was, that people came before him, people will come after him. And, you know, it's very interesting, I think, um, you know, in our own, um, in our own uh, situation, uh, here, and I said this at our meeting last week, and it just resonates so much, that you know how um, I said earlier here today that the, the real problem that the people had with Paul, he was misunderstood, Yeshua was misunderstood, was because they thought the coming of the Messiah was going to look differently. They thought it was going to be different. Okay, uh, Yeshua confronts that very thing in Matthew chapter 13, which is another story for another day, the, the mystery of the kingdom. He talks about it. Right? And so I would say that even for us, and I, and I mentioned this if you were present uh, at our meeting, that even for us in this in this little microcosm, in this little slice of uh, of the movement of the, of the two thousand year old Yeshua movement, in this little slice of it, that we we might have thought it it was going to look like something different, right? But this is what it is. And we're living in a day when a God is, uh, you know, still at work among us, 
And we should be, uh, you know, excited about that work. Uh, and that uh, this movement of uh, this messianic Jewish movement is still testifying of the of the Jewish Yeshua to uh, to the Jewish people, and testifying of the you know of the reality of of the of the Gentile believers being grafted in to the to the Christian Church, you know, uh, and it's a very important role indeed that we play, even if we are persecuted for it, even if you know uh, we are. Um, uh, misunderstood, but it's true for every single one of us, right? It's true for every single one of us, whether we're part of, a, you know, a Beth Messiah congregation or we're just, a, you know, a believer in, in this world today, that we need to see ourselves as about, we're part of a movement that is much greater than ourselves. We're part of a work of God. And for the, for whatever years we're alive and whatever years we're, uh, you know, we're here, God has called us to serve him and to move the movement forward. And God is the one who gives the increase. God is the one who opens up opportunities wherever they may be, you know? And I think that's what we get out of this. That, you know, Paul recognizes, you know, that he, his goal is to go to Rome, not to complain about the living conditions of Jerusalem, but to go to Rome to proclaim the good news to the most powerful person on the planet. That was his And so for us, no, whatever we may do, whatever our occupation is, however we serve, we need to see ourselves primarily as people who are Messiah followers, followers of the way of the Lord, uh, and moving forward the, the, uh, you know, the cause of Messiah. I, by being a testimony, and realize that our goal here is to build up one another, is to equip, to be equipped, so that we can serve out there. See, and that is what God is at work doing. Uh, you know, and it, so it's a it's a very exciting time to live when we think about, you know, think about this just in closing as the the whole thing. In, in 2,000 years, isn't it amazing that we're living in this day? Paul was living in a particular day, and he lived only so many years, and he made a difference in his day. God is calling us to make a difference in our day, however long that may be, you know? Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, you know, the goal is, the hope is that Messiah will return, uh, you know, <laughs> tomorrow or today or in the next minute. Or, you know, and, th and that will be done, right? But, uh, you know, uh, should uh, the Messiah not come uh, in the near future, we just keep moving forward. And we're like those people in Romans 11. We're like those people who live in faith, have a hope, live, live it and die with it, you know? Uh, and recognize that God, you know, that we're part of the great work of God that he's doing. Uh, and, uh, and, and certainly, you know, here, uh, uh, this movement of bringing this message to Israel and the nations and understanding, uh, you know, what the message of the Messiah is and, and all that. So may we be encouraged, you know, as we see, uh, Paul standing before the authorities here. So, uh, let's pray and may we be about the business that God has given us. Let's pray.
Lord uh, God, uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity, Lord, that you have given us to be part of what you're doing. Lord, so often, and we confess this, Lord, that we want you to be a part of what we're doing. But Lord, we're a part of what you're doing, and it's not about our own level of comfort and self-awareness and feeling good about ourselves. It's about you and about moving forward your work, the revelation of Messiah in this world. We thank you, God, for the great work that that you continue to do here, Lord. Uh, And uh, we pray, Lord, this, this is your work, but we're stewards of it. And so, God, may we uh, serve you well, and may you be pleased. We pray in Messiah's name. Amen.